This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Rabbi Sai, first of all, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the Rosh Koylos of Lezayn Gesundt, Rav Chaim, for arranging the Hespid. We're mechuyiv in general to make a Hespid for such an Adam Godel. Befrat in our community, we're mechuyiv to do so because we were privileged to have him here three Shabbosim, three years in a row, which actually the Rosh Hashivas in Lakewood were in total disbelief when I told them that he had spent time here and he'd spoken to us. Which, by the way, is Rav Moshe's Zechat Sadiq Levracha's way of giving all of us a compliment. He had very strong and positive feelings about the community. And he did remind me, in no uncertain terms, that we have to guard the community to stay, to be a Mokam Kaddish in a place which is dedicated to Torah and Chesed. Because things like this are very fragile. And he said so. I'd also like to thank the Rabbi Aaron Lopiansky and Rabbi Shmelter Shlita for coming from very busy schedules to be Mazakis, us with Espedim, and such an Odom Godel. I feel compelled, although I'm not from the Maspedim, just to say how in one or two sentences he affected myself, although I was not a Talmud of his. I feel compelled to tell everyone here today, which I told my Balabatim, that 40 years ago, when Rav Moshe Shapiro, Zechad Tzadik Levracha, was brought to America, to Stanford, he had not become famous for his machshava. He was well known as a goin in Nigla, in Shas, Rishonim, Vachroinim. And the Olam thought that he was going to make an upheaval in America, in Stanford, because of that. It was later that he developed this mahalach of machshava, which he became famous for, which L'Chaira, it seemingly, he felt was an important thing to share with this generation. And therefore, that became what he was known for. But indeed, the close Talmud HaChachamim knew that he was a Goyim B'chol Mitzayah in a classical sense. And he shared the part that he became famous with as what he felt our generation needed. He became like the Urid V'Tumim, for everyone in the generation, and when you live in a generation when there, where there is an Urim V'tumim, it doesn't make a difference if you ever ask anything of the Urim V'tumim. The fact that you know that he's there has a very positive ashpah on everyone. Now, we all have an amuna. I'm not, I don't mean to say that this sums up Rav Moshe Shapiro, Chasushalm, I don't mean to say that. I mean to say from my limited vision, when I used to look at what's going on in the world as he spoke to this broadest spectrum of Eden, all different types of Eden from one side to the other, and who he became and who his Talmidim were, what I thought about it personally, what it meant to me, was that we all believe that the Torah is infinite. We all believe that every word in the Torah is full of meaning. And that's an Amunah that we have. But to listen to him speak was to experience it. 
was to experience the infinite Torah, Hafaykhba Bahafaykwa Dukulaba, that every word counts and everything is meaningful and all the secrets of the universe are there. It was something that you experienced Bukhush. It was Amuna Bukhush. And it seems that our generation needed that. Sidon used to learn by Yidabar Hashem Moshe Leymar, and they had Bamuna Shlema, that this was the Dvar Hashem, and there's more here that you could ever understand. But maybe possibly in our generation, where Amuna is so, so weak, the Rabbi Nishlam sent us a Matana from Nishamayim, a Yid, who obviously understood that we needed to hear this type of Torah. And I'd like to just read a few words that Rav Chaim Lajiner wrote about the Vilner Goyim. Not that I mean to say, I'm sure Rav Moshe wouldn't want that I should say something like that, that his impact on Klal Yisrael was anything like the Vilner Goyim, or that he was like the Vilner Goyim. But when I think about what he did and the hashpa that he had on us, I think of these words that Rav Chaim Lajiner said. In describing, in the Hagdama, the Safra de Tzunusi, he says, Ume Hashem Nisiba. It was, this was caused by Hashem that the Vilna Goyim was, was, was here. Herodo Ladas, because he wanted us to know. Even though we are in Golos, in, 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 in the hands of our enemies. In the darkness of the lowest level that there is in history. Hashem Yerachem. Al-Im despite all this. Hashem or Lanu, Hashem gave us a light. To give us life with dew dripping of the great Chachma, the, the, the sublime Chachma. To fill our souls with the shining light of above. Because the Kodesh never forsakes us. So we in our generation were zaycha to have an Odom Godel of this stature who spoke to the entire Klal Yisrael and everybody needed him. As you see from the tremendous, tremendous hashba that he had and Klal Yisrael. Now, Kodesh Baruch Hu helped that the Eirais which he gave to the rest of Klal, to the entire Klal Yisrael, should guide us to be as a Mashiach, should be as chus for him, and we should be zeichet to see the Gaul Shleim of Bimheir Bimheinu Amen. Bekave Godlai Nesdeh Rabbi Lapiansky. First want to be Miss Natsel. I'm gonna do something Shalikashura. I do have to leave right after my Hespid. Salpialoch and not Oiskahalton a lot because to leave middle of a Hespid and also um, it would be most appropriate to hear of Schmelzer, Schmelzer Zeicher to write to be chosen to write the Moshe's Torahs. I literally have a train to catch, and if not it's late to have a chiv to be tomorrow in Shiva. So I'm Miss Natsel Miroish. And uh, this is what I could do. Um, the the Mordasa mentioned about Ramesh's extraordinary hekif of godless, whether it's in halacha, in, in the lambdas that we call, whether it's in this world of oimek, um, even in this world that we call not halacha, Kabbalah is its omek and he was a giant, 
Yechidi Skula, who was Zeichen, no, and knew. He had a tremendous Rachvis Adas. He was, he was involved in so many different areas. It's incredible, incredible Rachvis and Godless of a person. Well, I want to focus on one Nakuda on, to try to understand a little bit more about the most of the Torah that Rav Zuplik mentioned. Try to understand it a little bit deeper. What is this world that he was really unique? In all the other Tchumim, he was a giant. But in this world, it was Mamish uh, a, a Yachid. I tried a little bit to understand what it is. Um, we will call it the world of Agadita, Agada, Agadita. Lahura, if we take a look at Hazal, they, they, they seem to have been a separate Tchum called Agadita. On the one hand, in the Mesechtis that we have, the, 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 the um, the gvulas of halacha and agada are not sharply defined at all. Uh, halacha is halacha, and uh, it's it's mixed together with agada. On the other hand, you find something called rabbanit agadita, bali agada. Those are terms that Chazal use. In some places, the mashmos is keilu that agada is for much lesser people than halacha is. I got this from my am many chazal. Um, the, 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 the story everybody came to hear the the, the balagoda. Many many chazal that seem to imply that agoda is of a lower madrega or meant for That's one direction that seems to be um, in in many chazal. On the other hand, there's a gemara in Chagiga. The Gemara says that there was a machloikis about what a certain pasuk in Daniel means. It says, "Hakadosh Baruch Hu kaviyach zekisah kovid," and there's Hadayim Raglov, and what's one, what's the other. Rabbi Kiva said a pshat. Omer Rabbi Lozav ben Azaria, Akiva malach eitzel agoda, klach medaber secha eitzel negoyim v'holis. So he told him, Rabbi Lozav Azaria told Rabbi Kiva, "Agadat is not your tchum." You go to the Goyim and Aholis. The Goyim and Aholis are the Chamuris in, in the world of Halacha. The hardest, Mr. Zarashi says, the, the deepest. The Mashmos is, and there's another place also, we have a similar Machloikas, Rebbe Lozan and Rebbe Kiva, where he tells him, Agadita is not, it's, it's you don't belong in Agadita. The Mashmos is certainly not that it's beneath your Darga. Adra, but the mashmos seems to be that that's not where you are up to. Keilu, agodali for me, and halacha is where you can go. There's certainly the mashmos is that, that Reb Lozmazai is a step ahead because of it. So, Monavshach, where is agoda? Is, is agoda, um, less for Moinam? Or is agoda for Yechide school? Or even Rabbi Kiva didn't, didn't make it there. We'd also like to, to understand, we don't measure godless or, of Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Lozav Azariah, but what, what is the time? What, what, what's in the Kudah while Rabbi Lozav Azariah is shaykh to the world of Agadah, Rabbi Kiva is not? Um, the Gemara says, further in the Gemara Chagiga, it says a Pasik, um that says, HaKadosh Baruch will be Mesa, Kolmashin Lechem, 
and Komashid Mayim, that Akash Baruch will remove from Kal Yisrael the support of bread and the support of water. So Chazal say, the Mashein Lechem are the Balei Halacha, and the, the Balei, and, and the Mashein Mayim are the Balei Agoda. Mashein Lechem is Balei Talmud, Shenem Lechul Lechmi Blachmi, and the Balei Mashein Mayim are the Balei Agoda. So Chazal characterized the distinction between Agoda and Halacha as Lechem and Mayim. Or Achil and Shtia. Obviously both are very important, each one in its own way, but how do we translate it into, um, so what does it mean? What exactly is it? Chazal over here say, V'chol mashin mayim, Elu balei agoda, Shemoishchen libushal adam kemayim ba'agoda. That the Moishech Libashal Adam Kemayim. And in a few places, Chazal used that word to describe, um, to, to describe Agarata. It says, Vayagid Moishe, Dvarim Dara Moishech Kagoda. It says that in the Chazal say that the, the, the Mon was Kizreya Gad, Halovan, so Gad, is like Agoda, which is Moshech HaSalev. In a few times they say the word uh, Agoda in that sense. Um, Rashi says actually, in, in, a, in a similar word, he says um, the word Miksha in Truma, in Pasha's Truma, Miksha, Miksha, um, the Targum teaches Nagad, Nun Gimel Dalit, and Rashi says it's Moshech. Um, it means instead of fixed, you know, with, with nails and so on, it's moshuch, it's pulled and so on. So, in many places, Chazal ex- explain it as being moshuch libash adam, agada is milosh meshicha. I want to show a little bit to be responding on, on that point. I, I guess normally one would say, it's ma'ayur a person. When we speak about divyas iris, we speak about things that are ma'ayur a person. Moishich, yes, it's, it says like that, but constantly, it's as if agarat is moishich a person kemayim, and that's the marshal. So let's understand the two tchunis of achil and shtia, of meshicha. A person can be typhus. Things can come in two types of packaging, let's call it. A person has a bottle of water, so the bottle is a unit, a, a, a finite unit, a defined unit, and that's the bottle of water. A person has a mayon, and the water keeps coming. The the, the, the the things can come to us. Water can come to us in a tzura of a boyer, which is defined, and it can come in the tzura of a bear, which is novea. Both of them have milus. When I have something that is 
discrete, it has a clear gvul, it's a liter bottle of water, I can be typhus it. And I, 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 can, I can wrap my hands around it, and, and I can stack it up, and I can count it, and I know how much there is. But because it's a bal gvul, it is limited. I also don't know where it came from. I have bottles and bottles of water near my house. Where it came from, I have no idea. It, it, it does nothing to tell me where it's mocker and shorish is. It doesn't bring me any closer to the mocker and shorish. When I have a mayon, I don't have any tfisa in it. It's, it's, it flows. I don't know how much. I can't put my hands around it. I, I, I don't have much balabatikite over it. I, I can't do much with it. But on the other hand, it doesn't end. And also, I somehow can take it back to its shayrish. Because that's the Tevos on the It's coming from somewhere. When HaKadosh Baruch gave Torah to Kal Yisrael, in Torah, there are two facets that are be'etzim mutually contradictory. There's a tar to the sasser be'etzim in Torah. There's a chilek in Torah that I need to understand. Amelus be'etzim is about taking Torah, grinding it up, chewing on it, Swallowing it and m- making me balabas v'teirasei. Um, it's it's his teira teira delay. Le'bashemayim he. It becomes our teira that fits into our gvul of our seichel. And in the dayin mashon of royas and whatever bezin paskins, whatever sanedrin paskins, that becomes theirs. That's one facet of Torah. There's one facet of Torah that comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And by its nature, something that comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is believably safe. Um, and I can't possibly wrap my hands around it and sort of put boundaries around it and package it. So I have the chilek of Torah that is me and mine. It fits into Gevulus of Seichel. It requires me to put it within the Gevulus of Seichel. And it becomes mine. And there's a chilek that's Neveya from HaKadosh Baruch Hu constantly. It's Vlegevul. And I can, I can sort of have a Shaykhistit, but I don't have the Tfisa and the Bailus on it that I would have on the other part of Torah. Those are the two halakim of Torah that needed to be part of Torah, because be'etzim, that's what Torah is. But the famous Chazal, the Maral brings, or Moshe will quote it very often, about the luchas, tutfachim, in Moshe Rabbeinu's hands, tutfachim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hands, kaviyachol, and the middle has a din of, of, of being both, of yachloiku, um, that's, that's the marshal. Amayma Musker, it's fascinating, the, the oldest question in science, in Teva, was, does the world consist of discrete entities, atoms, or is, or is it just continuous? 
And every few years, the galgal goes one way, another way. We understand it to be a little bit of both. And if HaKadosh Baruch Hu was meyaset Torah with two amudim, then the world also has two amudim. And there are tchunis of discrete, self-contained and defined entities. And, and hemshechias, without any ability to, um, to package it. Al-Kopanim, those are the two amudim of Torah, Halach and Agada. Achila, Lechem, is something that is very, very, um, it's, it's pieces, and a person has to chew it, and grind it, and there's a lot of Turch and Amul in the digestive process. It requires work. Mayim, Shtia, by its very nature, it doesn't come in, you have to put it into a kli to drink, it doesn't come in pieces. On the other hand, it's less of a tircha to drink it. Um, a choyle drinks. Rav Hutner has famous word that he says that the ballet, the, 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 the sheer for Yom Kippur, for, uh, for, uh, Achila, is a defined shear. It's an objective shear, Kosevis. For Shtia, it's Mole Lugmov. Because Shtia doesn't come in its own defined shear. He speaks about, he says a different nature, but Akaponim, the Aras, his, that it doesn't come in its own defined, um, quantities. It, it's whatever the person can absorb, Kifikoyach, the person to absorb. So, we have a world of halacha and a world of agada. Halicha. Halacha is called Bilashan halicha. Halicha soylam, tikadist halacha. When a person walks, there are discrete steps, and I can count steps. When a river flows, it flows without any, um, it, it, it doesn't, you can't, you can't get a, say when the first flow and the second flow and the third flow. It's, it's continuous. That's the difference between halach and agada. One is a step-by-step walk. One is a flow. The difference in terms of people is as follows. Divri agada can, a person can have some shaykhistit even if he's the most passionate person. Because it doesn't require any tfisa mamoshes in it, especially because you can't have a tfisa mamoshes. If a person hears divri agada, that a yoytzim eleif tohar, then a person is nimshach to it. He follows the river, he, he, it, it's like a choyla that you, that you, that you feed water. Even if the choyla has no koyach, as long as you pour the water down, as long as you, you, it's, it's, it's there. So, agoda can work even for lowest madrega. Halacha, a person needs to be able to chew, digest. If a person hears a shear, and he be'erech caught on that it's be'erech talking about something with chazakis. Be'erech is, is pretty worthless. When a person hears divrei soyeris, divrei musa, any, anything that's realm, 
if he caught a general sense of it, then, then he has something. In Divrei Halacha, it requires that a person, um, get the pieces. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, I don't know, listening to somebody teaching mathematics and saying he got the idea be'erech. It, it, it's not a be'erech and it's not ideas. You either know how to do it or you don't know how to do it. Uh, an idea could be a be'erech. So, yes, a second darga is the, so halacha has a darga above God and this oifin, and it requires somewhat of a Talmud Chacham to be able to have a yad in it, have a tefis in it. And then there's a third darga, beyond halacha, where a person takes the river much further down. And now the person is pierced pieces and, and, and pierced the ability to really digest it into human terms and, and, and human parameters and, and def- definitions. And a person has to deherit in a way that he can deherit as something beyond him. And that's what the Mishnah Chagiga says. You don't, you can't teach the Nyanim of Pneumius of Torah. They can only be Shaykh to somebody, you give it to somebody who's a Chachem and Meivim Midaitoi, Meiv Matzmoi. The person, it's, it's, it's not that he'll hop the words after you tell him, there's these secret words, you give him like the Rosh Tabis, and if he figures it out, he knows the words. It means it's a type of Havana that can't be put into words. And the best you can do is give the person words, and those words serve as a gateway for the hair, for, for a deeper understanding that goes beyond the tomb of words. Because words are be'etzim also a definition. They also, they also define something in very mugbaldika ways. And therefore, the, the world of Agada beyond that is something that is, um, higher darga. So Torah was given to us with two columns, but three layers. There's the first darga of Agada, because it flows, and you don't need to be able to grasp each piece. It's a mashin mayim. And just like mashin mayim is something that is, you need drink way before you need food, person will die very shortly after dehydrating, whereas person go for days and weeks without eating. That darga of agoda, that darga of, of negida, of a flow, is first, it's also something that's mechaber a person more specifically to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chazal say, L'moed HaGadah, V'tzayich L'hakim M'sha'oma V'hoya O'ilam. If you want to understand the Sheirish of where the world came from, from whom the world came from, learn HaGadah. Because when something flows, it's constantly M'chubet to the marker. And wherever, wherever you put your finger in, in the water, it's, it's, it's attached to where the shayrish is. In Achila, a person can be maki where the shayrish is, or chasasholm, a person can make it his own, and this, uh, this is, he can, he, he can sort of see it as his own shtigotayra, and, and be menatic chasasholm to some degree. 
The second darga is Achila. Akadish Baruch wanted us that it should be Torah lake and those are things that we have the ability to be able to put it into Gvulis, which means we could be typhusit, we could we could be ma'akalit, we could digest it, we could make it ours kavayachal. Kadishbahu gave us that schus and and in the limited world of Piskalachis, uh Baruch said, Leba Shamayim. And then there's the Darga beyond of Agada. Where, where the river flows in the Shreyrish Hashrashim. And over there, it, it's, it's, it's where nobody has a piece of Achil in it. It's where people need to the hair, if they're Shaykh to it. They need, they need to use the words as a gateway. And then Havana and Tfisa goes beyond the words. All of, if a person in the area that's called Nigla, if a person sticks to Pshutish or Mikra, the person has something. There's always more oimik, but but pshutah mikra means something. Pshutah shal gemar, pshutah with the lums, without the lums, the the, the, the pshat is taira. In a certain tchum, and at a certain point, the, the words kemat chas v'shalom. The 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 none of the the, the, the the person would be a megashim if he would chasholim take the words. It's all the tefis and avana that the words lead to without the words. Those are the two worlds of Allah and Agada. Um, one could say the difference between Rabbi Lozab and Azariah and Rabbi Akiva, Klapi, this world, I didn't see it any place, but I'm saying it just Bederech Efsha, maybe. Rabbi Akiva was a Ger, was a Bengerim. Some places it says his father Yosef was a Ger, but he was a Bengerim. Rambam in, in the Sakdamat says it. Reb Lazar was a miyuchus from Ezra Seifa. There's a yichur of Torah that comes from yourself. That's the yichur of Ben Gerim. And that's a type of Torah that, that's one world. And then there's a type of Torah that's neveya from the Mokra and the Shirish. Ezra Seifer was the dogma of Moshe Rabbeinu in his door, and Rebbe Azariah was shaykh to the Torah of that was that flowed, that was nimshach, and Bemela it had not it's not it's not with the dagger per se of Rebbe Azariah Kiva it has to do with Rebbe Kiva is the chshivas of Rebbe Kiva is was Ben Sisroi was the brother of Sisroi he was shaykh to the world of Torah that comes from a certain point. And that is, that is, doesn't have everything necessary, doesn't have the yichud. It says that one of the reasons why the Midrash Azariah to, to, to be Mechahin was the schus avis, the hamshacha of, of, of being your Torah, being a flow from the Sheirish, that's something that was miyuchid to Rabbi Azariah. That was, that was the yichud at Torah. Maybe, there I didn't see it, but Barak upon him. So we have two worlds of Torah over here. We understand also that we're talking not just about technical terms of Tuchalakim. It also has a lot to do with the quality of it. It has a lot to do with a lot more. Um, it, it has to do with the Tchunis. 
of, of the different limudim. One of Reb Moshe's unique properties was that he he could he, he spoke for Balichuva to be. He spoke to people who were not from. And he he did not he didn't talk about he didn't argue in the world of science, whatever it was. It wasn't his thing or politics. He said he said his divertera in, in a little bit of a lighter signin, but it was still the same divertera. And people got from it. And he said Torah for Gdoil Mamish for Yadually, for people, for giants who who learned me piv dvarim that are oimid berumish loilam. There wasn't a clear difference. It, it wasn't as if three sets of shurim. It was something that had. It was one flow. And some people sort of this end. Some people sort of a little further to the closer to the marker. Some still closer to the marker. But the tchuna of divri agoda is that there's a tfis in it on both ends, on both extremes, and places where halacha doesn't go. And it was the same person, because his dvarim flowed. It was also something, it was a tchuna. It was something in when he spoke. He, he wasn't... Everybody speaks as pieces, shtiklach brings them together, um, and so on, it, 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 there was a seamless flow. It was almost as if a mind opened up. And, and it, it was hard, when you're listening, it was, it was hard to put breaks between the different pieces. One just seemed to flow into the other, just a constant nevia. And it, it, there was the tchun of his Torah. He opened up a shar that, it, it's as if he, he struck water and, and would just keep flowing. It was true, fascinating enough, in his world of Lomdus also. He used to say a shir in Tyrus, they started Lilish with his daughter. Um, I never went to that shir, but I heard from people who went there. Um, Tyrus was a special chvivas to him, the depth of the musagim, and he, he got into the Lomdus of it once, and at a certain point he said, one second, am I, in which world am I? Am, am, am I in the world of Londis or the world of, 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 of Agada? It, 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 it really was a, a sort of seamless oneness, which was very, very unique. You didn't feel, m- most people, when the two Tchumim, when the two Tchumim conflict with each other, th- there's a problem. You either feel this person is a Darshan who's trying to say a Sheikh so, so it's, it's, it's just a, a, a putting in chalois and, and, and hefts and gavra into divrei agada of some sort. I mean, it, it, there's no sharpness in the Christmas valacha. On the other hand, you, you find people that sort of are basically saying a shekloli with two dinim in chesed and three dinim in din and, 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 uh, and what mishpat is. Uh, yes, it, it, it's all tired, but, but wish it flowed so naturally, it, it, it was as if he tapped into the river itself, 
and and whether he was saying halacha or agoda, there was a seamless flow, and there didn't seem to be a contrast. It wasn't as if he's a reshiva also and a mashgiach also. It, it was seamless. The things just came together. He was more people. He was not a dramatic speaker. He he didn't hype. Didn't tell all his stories. Believe it or not, stories. Um, just the things that he spoke were quite deep, even the, even on the pshutoi. And but but it was moishich people. I I I was zeichet to hear the first year I heard him. I was a young boy. I was not even seventeen. It was nineteen seventy. I came to Israel and someone had just told me that somebody saying uh, he, he was a young man learning in, in Harry Fishel and and uh, they we used to say before Yontif and I used to say for your light. And I sat in, I was a young, young boy, and it, it was so moishich, because in this world of true agada, a person is mechubat resheirish, yumakim misha'ome vayo'ilam. It's, it's, if, if you really tapped into a river, then wherever you are, there's a chibah between you and the sheirish. And you felt it. When, 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 when you sat through a shear, you, you, you felt mishabel You felt that you part, and, and there wasn't anything overtly dramatic or instructions about being from or whatever it was. It, it was living, being mechubel That was the signum of his divertaira. I want to read a short piece. I'll, I'll just translate um, the piece. It's, there's a sefer called Yoisha Levov. And it's a sefer written by a big mekubel, Menol Chayriki. He was he's known for a sefer called Mishas um, Chasidim. He lived in the end of 1600s or 1700s. Quite famous. Mishas Chasidim is a very famous sefer. There are a lot of others for him. He says, when Chazal tell you divrei gnai about Agada, he said, "Chesvesholim, Roiv sister Torah there, and Chazal said." But he said, listen, if you look at, he speaks about Chazal, a person of the time to Meir, when he's speaking about a certain Chazal, and he says, Vitira, Shemegane Haksiva Bohem. It says, if you write Sifra Gada, Kimiroiv Kdushosom Lenitali Kosev, Afkim Shmeisas Hashem, they weren't mate to write most of it. Kalde Haksiva Makshimoisom, Begesh Moises. Ksiva takes the very Agada, and makes something frozen out of it, something megushim. The gamma koyreba in a teirich lelech it's a mishan denomoy pel peh. A person who reads it doesn't bother to go to hear it from somebody. Machzik suvel afanov, ubali they toss bavanasa, and then you make mistakes. Lefishal pipshuta because the pasuk shot in many agodas and in Venice. Vasoyden iniglaba, so a person takes it. And so he says over here, the sharp lashayas that Chazal say they call it a sifrei koismin, is because if you make safer out of it, if you make a safer out of it, then 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 you you must hear it. It must come balpe. It must come with an avir balpe. Went over one Purim, I was high. I was in his house, and I told him a word that I saw in Chazim Lublin. The Chazim says. They asked him, someone asked him, what do you need a Rebbe for if you have a Sefer? So he said, I'll see the to explain it. He said, 
through your avodim, avodim are the tzaddikim, the oiv the Hashem, the helig yidin, hanevim kosov, the written nevim lamer begin to speak. In other words, a novi on paper is not a novi. A novi has to come through dibur. And when you have somebody that says those diburim, that's when it comes. And I was high enough, and I told him, Moshe, that's you. And he gave me a playful slap, Kedarkai, and told me to get lost or something. But that was Moshe. The, the, the words, words, there's so many words, Marala's words, and, and this is words, and that's words. When Moshe spoke, they came to life. There was an avia of chios. There was an avia of attachment to the Sherish and a, and a facet of Torah that was seamless and, and, and flowed. I want to finish with a paragraph from Isaiah, which I think is, expresses Hargasha. There's a, there's a Shlach speaks about a Cholom that Hanoim had about being in Gan Eden and seeing different things. They came to a certain place. In, in this cholam, they're in Gan Eden and looking at different heicholas. And they were married agada, balagada. And their faces were radiant like the sun. Omru, they asked, Manile, who are these? Omulohain, so the Zakin was told them, Ilain Moreu Dagada. These are the Bale Agada. Vichamon Bechol Yoima, Nehiru de Raisikur Koyos, Kaime. They see each day an oil of Torah exactly where it's supposed to be. Each day there's a new Ha'ara, and they get that Ha'ara of Torah. Kaimu. They stood there. And they heard a few Chidusha Torah from them. But they were not given permission to stay there. I don't know because we're here. In this world, Rav Moshe was the Bala Goda. Not the step before Halacha, but the step after Halacha. And his face and his divertaira radiated with the radiance of Torah that to us felt that this is the Amitish of Torah. We were given Rishus to hear a little bit and not more. It's hard to believe that the lights are out. That a chalik of Torah that had been tapped into is now going to be reduced to being bottled water. Like I said, it's not a specific discipline or a specific chilek of Torah. It's an attitude, an approach, a havana, a, a tfisa beyond tfisa, an understanding that there is a place that a person has to dig. And if he digs deep enough in his heart, in his neshama, in his mishabel akhidish, then in the schus of the Torah that he was mefits, in the schus of the lights, that he lit for us. We should be zeicher, because even a tiny trickle of divri agada has in itself the nitzchias, the neviya ein seif of a big river. 
in Ein Seif, it's the difference between a huge river and a tiny trickle is one aspect. But Mitzadetz Panimius and Mitzadetz Teichen, both of them are a taste of the Torah that's like a Shparuchus Torah, a Torah saying Seif Torah. May Chus be made on us that we should be Seicha for some of that Torah to tap into that to become a chubel akhidish and and to have a a a, a, a drop of the ha'ara that he was zeichet to be made in this world. Standing here is because the, the Gemara says in Shabbos, "Hamis Atzel be'aspeda shel Chacham Roi l'koyver b'chayim." Someone who's lazy, it's too hard. I don't want to. He's Roi l'koyver. And my Rebbe, Harini Kaporas Mishkave, once said the reason is because after a person leaves this world, really a person is supposed to live forever. So how does he live on? When we talk about him, we continue the chiyus. We bring, we hold on to what's left, the things that he took away with him, that it's nignas, and we're trying to grab on and hold on to little pieces. That's the chiyus that's continuing. Someone who refuses, he's misatzel and talking about the hemshech achiyus, he's poshet That's what he said. So even myself, I didn't want to be misatzel and also not to refuse the, the rov, the 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 rov mentioned before about the amuna that he spent his life in Amunah. The last conversation that I had with the Rebbe, Zuchayim was an Elul in between treatments. And there was one, two, three days that he said a shir, he was in Brooklyn, and I was a to sit with him for an hour. That was the last conversation I had with him. And the conversation was about Amunah, because I was to put out a sefer recently about Amunah, explaining what Amunah Pshuta means. And he had given me a letter about it. So the last two years was a discussion, besides other things, but we discussed this a lot. I explained to him about things that are happening and how, how the superficiality of the world is looking at Amunah with such a superficial, in a superficial way, as if simply our, our minds can understand everything, just explain it, and there you got it. And he told me, I was talking specifically about the Ramban, the famous Ramban says that the truth of Maimir Asina is given over in a way, the truth of it is because Ein Adam Manchil Shekel Lubanov, nobody's gonna tell lies and falsehoods to their children. That's what the Ramban says, he says to me, the Welt versteht es nicht. I'm spending four, the last 40 years of my life, I'm talking only Amunah. He told me, in a nutshell, everything I've been speaking about for 40 years, in the Nyanam of Agadam, he meant more. I'm talking about Amunah. The 35 shurim a week that he said for decades, going from place to place, seven, seven places in a day, he could learn all the kol chalki He's busy with one thing. He's explaining what it means, Amunah. What does Amunah mean? He would say over the grah, that, that, al yidei, emuna, memnusa, masigim ein soif, the concept of emuna means, with that, we're able to have a hasaga, we're able to comprehend what's called ein soif, that's the, what's above the physical mind. He would talk about always, how since the churban ba'isvishan, 
as long as there was a churban by Yisrishim, so we understood Ruchnius, people had Ruchnius with their hands, we had Norm Betumim, like was mentioned before, and we had Nevi'im, and we had the Shechina, we had the Aran, we had all the, we had everything. Everyone's mind was able to perceive the Kedusha and touch it with their own hands. There was no problem with it. It was only afterwards when it was Cheshach, Al-Panei Sahayim, the Golis Yavan, the Greek philosophers, beginning with Aristotle, they began to bring down into the world, Cheshach, the Nevo'ah was bottle, or Betumim was bottle, Shechina was bottle. So what do we have left? From then on, the Seichel, the raw Seichel became only physical. Physical, Seichel Anushi. And the Seichel Anushi sees things the opposite of what they are. He would say, whatever we see in the world is the opposite of the truth. Our minds see everything falsely. We see only the outer layer. He would talk about Chitzonius. His entire being was Primius. His entire level was to look at things and to see the Ur that's within it. His, one of his big <laughs> phrases, perhaps, that he said thousands of times, was the words Metzius of Tyre. The word Metzius means existence. He would always say the word Metzius, probably every other sentence. The Metzius of Tyre, he'd look at the world, and the world is a, an existence of Tyre. As mentioned before, they used to look to Tyre, Stachel, Reis, He would talk about politics, he'd talk about everything happening in the world. It's all about the aura that's there. Every single thing in the world, every, every blade of grass and every grain of sand, has within it an or kvoidoisparach. The cover of Hashem has to come out of it. The eternal aspect of it is what's gonna what's gonna stay forever. The the chair, this chair will not stay forever as is. It's just a lavush. It's just the outer layer of something that's gonna reveal kvoidoisbarach. And every single thing in the world is an existence of that tire, of the oil of tire. And our job is to dig deep and to look at it not with the seichel anushi, not with the physical mind that only understands concepts that are within the realm of the of the of the physicality of the world. A person has to raise himself higher. How do you do that? And then he would talk about the lave. He would talk about how the person could only, re- in the times when everything is chayshach, and all we see is the outer layer, which is the false, which is the false, the surface layer of everything. From then on, the only way to understand it is with the lave. And he would talk about the lave. The lave is the is the the heartbeat, our damatamtis. And when a person transforms himself into a being of Torah, and then his lave, the lave beats dam of Torah, so then he begins to live it. It's the Chaye Oilam Nota B'Sechenu. That's the Amuna that he would explain all the time. He would say that the Gemara says always the words Aliba. Aliba Didei. Aliba Dahach Tana. The word Aliba means lave. It's the lave of this Tana. Why is it you could ask a Kasha 30 years ago, the Tana said like this, and 30 years later he said like this, the steer. What's the Kasha? 30 years later he learned to Sugi again and said differently. It can't be. Because whatever the Tana says is his being, his etzem being. It's his life, his very life. He only has one life. If his very life says one thing, and that's his lave, aliba diday, it's aliba diday, and the Yushalmi Yud Bimadayak, it always says adaita diday. Why is the Bavli say aliba? Aliba is knetching this nakuda. That it's the lave. The person himself is transformed. Talmid Chachamim called Gufam Eish. Talmud Chacham is because his lave is transformed. He would talk about how superficial the world is. And then as I was speaking to him then in that conversation, he was telling me the Welt Fashtetnish was made on the Manchel Sheker. When we talk about people giving over to their children, we're not talking about pieces of information that are given over, he tells me. It means that they're giving over Chayim, this life, this life itself. This life itself, existence itself, the existence of Torah is given over to the children. That's something that every person has inherently within himself. And that's given over, and given over, and nurtured. It's given over, that's what it means. It's not a riot, it's not a proof amongst proofs. That there's one proof, a historical proof, and they have another proof. It has to do with the fact that life itself is given over. When I was telling him about different things, about people are trying to bring into, into the moistest that we have to prove to the children about Yiddishkeit, and that's going to be the meaning of Amunah, he absolutely tells me, he writes to me, that's the Yetzir HaMeschadish B'chol Yoyim, it's a brand new Yetzir that never was, and he was so fire about it, he tells me, he writes to me a letter, and he says to me, he says, this is such a sakana, 
and it's a sashtus. He writes the word shtus. This is a shtus, and he says that this, the Sitra Achor is very happy with it because that's bringing the whole world down to reducing it to just the understanding of our puny mind that sees everything the opposite of what it really is. And the only way we could really understand it is by relating to the Metzias of Torah. The Metzias of Torah is the inner light. He he write, writes to me in the my, I put out some svarim with a shmuzim six svarim on the Mayadim, and he writes to me in his letter to me, which a lot of Talmidim. There's a Choshba Talmud Chochem in Eretz Yisrael. I just spoke to his name. is Rabbi Tzvi Cheshen. One of the Talmud Chacham Shabadar. He told me about that letter. He's Medayik in every word. He writes to me that he opens up his heart a drop. He was a big tzanoi. He never would talk about himself. But he wrote, he writes there that that the, the little bit of favor that I found in the eyes of Marabayim, Matachin, Shenosnei Hashem Yisbarach, Be'ini Raboisai, they opened for me a small crack and I saw, I saw a drop of the great oil that's in their heart. And from then on, I only have a chuka to be a mouthpiece for what I was mekabel from them. He was able to see the or this metzius of Torah that he lived and spoke. He was always speaking higher, always speaking above. And the tzibur had to sit down every single shear and break your head to, 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 to climb higher to understand what he's saying. He's talking about the metzius, as the Rashid before mentioned. He's talking about something that's brought down into words and you can't, words just reducing the concept. The oil of that's put into words is reducing it. It's something that can't be spoken. And he was, he, that's what's called or. He would talk about the or. And he would say that the or doesn't have to be dafka because you're learning Kabbalah or you're learning Primius. The or is Rabbi Kibayga. If someone delves deep into a sugya with a Ksais Achoshim, with a Nadarajba, and he mutches to understand Pshat, he's dig, digging deep within the Gemara. That's the ma'or Shabbat, Shemachzir, the Mutav, the ma'or of Torah. He would tell the, the Balichuva, he was very busy with Balichuva, as Rashiva mentioned before, and it was without compromise. He told some of the people in Makar, I was standing by the shiva, some of the people were talking, and they were saying that he said, he opened up the last few years, last bunch of years, he was able to set up Kailam next to some university, so that the university students should be able to have a place they can walk into. And he was telling them, when you say a shir, it has to be with a gishmak. That's the Pashat of Shat in Ma'or Shabbat. You have to bring out the Gishmak. Say over a Rambam. Say over a Bikivayah. And this way they'll understand. They'll see what, li- what lies within the Shtikl Torah. That's the Metzius of Torah. They have to see the Ur of Torah. And that's going to be Machzir and Lamutav. His Atzlocha with Bali Chuva was because there was nothing superficial. He demanded of them the same thing he demanded of everyone else. It was one Purim night. I was Takashikar also. And I remember that, uh, that uh, uh, it was one, one o'clock in the morning after the Shir. He said to Archabur. And then he went further with one of his drivers. Rabbi Yitzhak Ziv, Choshev, a person, he went with him to Sanhedrin Mechevet, and there he had his Balchuvah Kailu. These are the people who used to fly planes in the Air Force, and these people were big. I remember that there was an Air Force pilot when I was in Yeshiva, I was maybe 19 years old, and uh, he asked me to learn with him. He spoke only Yavrit, and I, I worked it out, and he tells me, his name is Gal, he was an Air Force pilot, a real, real big one, and he tells me, he's five years old, He's only learning for five years. Look at a London. Look what a London he is. And he's so proud that he was able to make a London out of him. A Balchuva has to be a London. No such thing Stam. It has to be that the earth is following them. It, it, it encompasses their entire life. It's nothing is superficial. And I was sitting there and I just remember a few things that happened. And he was being so sharp. I saw the sharpness of how he talks to them. I would think he'd be nicer to them. These people have, you know, they have no family and they're alone. He talked. He said, he was, it was poor. I mean, he was saying, he was saying over a joke. He was saying over, it would, it would pass, it would be correct. He was making, like he said over Abyssal Zalman, that a Talmud Chochem should know how to learn also. And like he was making the, the sarcasm. He would always talk very sharp. It would, it would, it would make sense that a Talmud Chochem should also know how to learn. It would make sense that about tshuva, also the tshuva. And he was saying it to them, and they're listening to the Shavka. I saw one, this part, this lies in my mind, one person, one of the Bali tshuva, 
after they were standing around, he tells his friend, he says, do me a favor, tell my wife that uh, I'm not, something, I don't remember what. He turns to me, he says, ishti? he should tell your wife? I saw the demand, the demand, the tzniyas, what's the difference? <laughs> what right is he telling my wife messages for me? Where's the tzniyas? He demanded even the subtle things, and that's the or, that's how he was able to be makarav. When I was there by the Beisalvo, someone told me what he said to some of the, some, uh, a group of Bali Tshuva. And he said to them like this. He said, Mashiach, also, the way of being mechazek them, a perspective of how to look at things. He said to them, Mashiach is going to come. There's going to be a long line of people giving Shalom Aleichem to Mashiach. A big long line. And there's going to be the people on the front. Who are you? And the person will say, Shalom Aleichem, I'm this, I come from here, I'm a Rosh Hashiva here, I'm a Yungaman here, I live here, I have Amkaveitim at night, I have this family, I come from that family. Then he's going to come to you. And he's going to say, Who are you? Mashiach is Shalom Aleichem. You know what you're going to answer? You're going to answer like this. You don't know me. I'm a no-name. Who am I? I'm the one who brought you. That's what you're going to tell Mashiach. Mashiach is going to get you. You're going to be at the back of the line. You don't know who I am. Who am I? I'm the one who brought you. He would bring out a perspective. He once spoke. This, I saw by the Beisavol. I'm sitting around listening. Someone said that he came to speak to the girls' seminary in Gateshead. Seminary. He had two minutes to speak. There's a yid by the name of Tudrus Miller, of Tari Miller, a Talmud of his, and he asked him to, he wouldn't normally speak to women, but he felt, maybe it was a vessel's yard site, I'm not sure, but he spoke there for two minutes. He said, I have two minutes to speak. He comes in and he says the following statement. In the name of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yankiv. In the name of Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zulun, Don, Naftali, Gadosh, Yisabinyan. In the name of the Malachim. In the name of the Shoftim. In the name of the Tanoim, in the name of the Amaroim, in the name of the Rishonim, in the name of the Achronim, I want to give you a Yashar Koyach. A Yashar Koyach for being Mamshech the Messiah of Torah, to be able to build Mishpachas that are pure, being Mamshech the Messiah of Torah. Yashar Koyach. That was the speech. I was able to say a perspective in a moment. There was nobody like him in the ability to say over something in one word, to give over an idea. His Amunna, Hamidl, talking about his Amunna, who was well known when I was sitting in the Beisavol, I asked his son to tell it to me over again. I heard it so many times. When his daughter was nifter, it was mentioned before, he had a daughter, it was sick for many, many years. She was nifter at 15 years old. She had an amputation. He suffered very, very much. He spent years in America. That's one of the reasons he came to Stanford. Then he went back to Israel and he came back. And she was nifter at 15 years old. When he was sitting shiva, right before he was sitting shiva, the night right when she was nifter, God, I heard from someone who was there. He was standing by the bedside of his daughter as, as the monitor was going down. Life was over. And he was saying Tilim with the Starks to Tilim. And the, the Talmud of Yitzchak Ziv, he asked him, he says, Rabbeinu Ad Ka'an, look, look. And he said, That's it. But she was nifter moments later. When he was sitting Shiva, he said over to Rabbi Yehuda Adas, he said, There are three partners in every person, Abba, Ve'ima, and Rabbeinu Shalom. The din is, no shutuf is allowed to break the shutfus without rishus from the others. He can't do something, go into a business deal without the other shutfus knowing about it. It's also. So how in the world could the Eibishter take away my daughter? There's two other shutfus. How is it possible? There's only one pshat. Because the Rajba says in Kedushin, that if the shutfus, if it's good for the shutfus, if it's kul ischus, if there's no tzad choyv at all, <coughs> if it's only ischus, so then, afilu oimid v'tzavach. 
Even if one of the shutfim is screaming, I don't want the shutf could do for them. Even if the other two are saying, no, 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 no. Omat tzavach. But since it's a schus gomer, so then one is allowed to do for the other, for the other shutfim. So he said, it has to be that the Ibishta taking away my daughter is kul ischus. It has to be kul ischus. There's no other tzad. He lived the aura of Amunah. His perspective was always such. One time, he went into Bnei Brak, when he was maybe, are you, my ear 10 o'clock? What? When do I stop? Do I have to go to sleep? <laughs> Talk a little bit. He said that, that, I didn't hear this from him, but the Yungaman told me this, and I heard this from someone else, two, two of the same stories, that he once went into Bnei Brak, and everyone knows if you ever visited Bnei Brak, you know there's a Coca-Cola factory. The Coca-Cola factory is right when you come in. There's an advertisement. The advertisement is something like this, Zeh Ta'am HaChayim. This is the taste of life. When he was young, he saw the sign for the first time, and he said, if this is what they could advertise, I'm never drinking this. So Yungaman told me by the Shiva, he says to me that we used to have a shir in Bnei Brak. He'd come to Bnei Brak once a week. And when he'd come to the house there, so we'd have drinks on the table. It was very Hamish and Matzah. Someone would ask a question. And then uh, he would talk, whatever. Yeah, it's always like that. And he came into a shir. He said, Fregakasha. Always like that. If he thought of something on the way, and he thought of the shir on the way to the bus, running to the bus, from the bus. So then he said the shir that he was thinking about. And if not, he'd come in sometimes empty. He says, Fregakas. All the time. Thousands of times. I sat by him. <laughs> Over 12 years, I sat by him in Eretz and I'm listening to Shiurim, 30 years. Always, Fagakash. Except the Thursday night chair. Thursday night chair, he walked in, and he said exactly as if each word is measured. But in the regular Shiurim, he'd sit around the table. So, they would ask something. And they would, someone took a drink, there was wine on the table, and there was Coke. So he turns to, to this Talmud, and he says, it said on the Coke bottle, Zetam Achayim. So he said, Etatam Achayim Azeh Meolam Lotamti. I never tasted this Tam Achayim. He was so disgusted. He was so disgusted by such a thing. How is it possible? He lived in a way that he saw the Ur. Everything was the Ur, the Primius. In the Haintika Parashis, if you see Sutraim, with the Kishuf of Pare, the Mechashvim, he would say in the Rambam, he'd say, learn it up in the Rambam, Kishuf is Nishkein Metzius. It's not a Metzius. What do you mean it's not a Metzius? It's real, it's happening. It's not a Metzius. Metzius is only something that's Nitzchis. It's only something that's here and it's eternal. Something that's just a surface thing and it happens to be here. It happens to be here, Grada. It's not a lie. But that's not MS. MS is something that's here. He would talk about, he would talk about to me, about the Amuna. He would say, he told me about 10, 12 years ago, it was a big tumult in Amuna, also a different tumult. There were people saying that Divri Chazal Khalila Kilo, there could be a Toyas in Divri Chazal Khalila Khalila. There could be a half a word in the Gemara. The Gemara, they don't know science, Kilo, the big sugi of Torah and science. And he asked me then, he came out very strongly. And he couldn't understand how it's possible such a thing. He looked at it that this is it. How could it be? How could we tire be so, under such attack? And he came out very strongly. And he was, had to be a shliach to do different things. Many times, spoke to maybe 50 times on it. At one time he says to me, Ruvi, my name is Ruvi, Ruvi. He called me Ruvi. For the first time he met me, he called me Ruvi. That's how he was, Varm. Everyone, he called him Benny, he called him Johnny. Everyone had the Varmkite. Everything was... Everything was warm. You're my best friend. The first time you meet him, he's your best friend. I sit and I cry. He told me, I can't forget it. He told me such a thing. I sit and I cry. I sit and I cry. How is it possible? How is it possible such a thing? 
And he asked me to make a likut. He asked me when one of the swam I was printing them. He said, make like the Chazinish made. The Chazinish printed in the back a few pages about the Kedusha of Torah. Make a likut Kedusha Satorah. Show a bunch of sources that talk about the Emunim Divi Chazal. Out of that came the Sefer that I just gave the Rav. Sefer printed in Toshan Samachtes. A 500 page Sefer came out later eventually. At the time he only printed like 70 pages. Then it came out a big Sefer about the Emunah. And all of it is the underlying factor that Chazal, every word of Chazal, carries a or. A or that can't be understood with Seichel. Can't be understood with the Seichel and Nushi, which only understands physical. It has to be the Seichel that comes from the heart. The Seichel that comes from a life that's transformed into Eish Shel Torah. If it's an Eish Shel Torah, then I understand it. How? Not with words. And not because my mind grasps it, because it fits someplace in a brain cell, and it's on a little chip here, and it's on a, a flash drive. It's, it's, it's the Metzius of my heart. And then we understand it with that Seichel. The Seichel HaTorah. And that's when the person transforms himself. That's, that's, and he told me, he said, make that Likut. And, uh, and uh, that's really the impetus when I put out my Sefer now in Amuna. He was so beside himself. It's a Yetzirah Mishadish. And um, he, 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 um, he would talk about how we look in the world in politics. He would talk about the level that we're on compared to the earlier generations. He would talk about how the Gemara, the earlier, he said over the Rashi always in the end of Saita, that we should make Rabbi Kiva bottle Kvayda Torah. Why was Kvayda Torah bottle when Rabbi Kiva was Nifta? Because Rabbi Kiva was Doyer shall call Kites the Kites and call Tag the Tag. And until he showed that there's ain boy Dover Levatola. There's nothing in the Torah that's Levatola. Every nuance, he said once about the Sugis and Shas, I never found an easy sugya. Never happened. I never found one. Every word in the Gemara had meaning. Every ois in the Gemara has meaning. Either in, in Nigla, in Nister, and he was able to see and reveal things that nobody on the planet was ever able to reveal. Sugi, I mean, not planet, in our generation, was able to bring it out in such a way, like the depth that lies there. And we would sit there with our mouths open. How could he do such a, how is it possible? How could he bring out such a, such an emiss in Torah? That's how we had a koyach of tefillah, his amunah in tefillah. I remember, I was with him, he had a grandson, one of his grandchildren was munching zechineh, he was not in the yeshiva at the time, and it wasn't going well. The bracha was very tzavrach, and it was very b'sakana, and for a while, he was very worried, what's going to be? Lomaisa, he was gewaldic, he's a yungaman in koilo, he's a tamad chacham today. I had asked him a few years later, because I had been involved a little bit in that bracha, so I asked him, what happened? How did it, how did it happen? How did you get the bracha back? How do you do it? So he looks at me and he says, Mot ois gewaint! We cried! I davened and davened! Before his operation, Three years ago, he had an operation on his lungs, and he went to Davin. So the one who took him said over that he went to the cave of Rabshim Bayuchay in Miron. He went inside, and he was a driver waiting outside, doing his own thing. He went in, he didn't come out so fast. He stood there at the cave of Rabshim Bayuchay for seven hours, without a break. Just stood there. Gedavint and Gedavint. He came out, he brought him to the Kinneret to relax a little bit. He was fasting, he fasted all the time. He didn't eat. And then he brought him to Tveria, to Rabmeir Balanes. When he came to Rabmeir Balanes, he stood there for five hours, didn't walk out. This is the tefillah, the Pasha tefillah. He was a Yiddish Halig. He wasn't stam, a person who got up and said intellectual uh, uh, understanding of, of who knows what. A lot of intellectuals loved it. What? He got up there and listened to the depth of thought that he's saying. But that's not what came out of him. What came out of him was Kedusha, like Roshiva said before. It was the Kedusha. He fasted Tanesim. Someone asked him one time. He was fasting. He fasted Bahab, he fasted Shavivim, he fasted all Yom Kippur Kutnesmen for, for 60 years probably. 
and he, he was one time fasting. Stop. He's fasting. fasted a lot. I have a brother-in-law who learned by him for a long time. He told me I was able to tell when he's fasting. Because when he was fasting, he used, to, he used to love going against his weakness. Fighting his weakness, he'd come out with the best chidushim. The best chidushim, when he went against the grain, he's fasting, he has no chayach, he fought like a lion. His rabbitson said the first 20 years of his marriage, he never slept in a bed. He's a person who didn't sleep. The person was up all night constantly. So, someone told me that, uh, that uh, Rav Hutna, he learned with Rav Hutna, the whole Elzman, one Elzman, he learned with him the whole night, every single night. Every night, the whole night. And he never slept. He tells me once, by day I don't sleep. I once he called me recently for something to ask me to get a hold of somebody. It was five o'clock in the morning by him, and he davened vasikim. I said the Rebbe doesn't have to go to sleep. He says, "Yeah, hey, I should sleep a little bit." He's a man that the einaklach, the children say over the last the einaklach are already about thirty years old. They, never, they don't remember him in a bed. It never happened. He would sit. One of them slept over by Shabbos, two o'clock in the morning. He got up. He sees he's sitting and learning. At 5 o'clock in the morning, he's sitting and learning. At 7 o'clock, he's sitting and learning. Someone said over there, I don't know if it's always like this, he would dip his challah into the tea and eat the challah and the tea. And he would say, this is chalant, this is fish. He was afraid to eat too much food, he won't, he's going to fall asleep. He didn't want to fall asleep on Shabbos. He said over there, the Amshanav Rebbe told him once, he was sitting in the Beis Medish Friday night in Beit Vagan in the old days. He was close with the Meir Amshanav. And the Meir Amshanav said, by inz, Shabbos is so halik, we can in he said it over. He said it over. He probably made a roishim. He he said he 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 his tefillah. Someone told me that he was busy with a bocher that was vakodek. It was shaky in, in, in Yiddishkeit, and he was asking to sit with the bocher. This was 20, 30 years ago, and he made up a time at nine o'clock at night or so. He's going to sit with the bocher and discuss it with him. So he asked the rebbe an eitzah, what should he do with the bocher? This, that. He was beside him how we should talk to the bocher. So he heard from him, whatever, and he had the meeting. At the meeting, the bocha broke down, and Mamish, it was an unbelievable thing. Mamish just sitting with him, the bocha changed over just in the conversation. He was in touch with the Rebbe, either the Rebbe called him or he called the Rebbe, he doesn't remember. And the Rebbe asked him, and he asked, told the Rebbe, it's unbelievable, Atzlacha, how could it be? He said, what do you mean? You told me nine o'clock, I stood for an hour, I was davening. I stood for an hour being mispala. Ayyid called up Rabbi David May, who learned to him the Chavusa on the phone for the last 18 years, with a Chabur of three, four people, learned Ramban, and the Yimraman and Lakewood has three kids who are sick, and he asked him to be master his name to Rav Moshe. So he mentioned the name of three children. So the Rebbe asked, what's wrong? So he told him over what the sickness is. So he says, you know what? Tell the Yimraman I'm going to go to Kever Rochel for him. I'll go to Kever Rochel. I'll be a strange person. I'll go to Kever Rochel. This is the Amunah in Tefillah. Tefillah, as he used to say, Tefillah only works because you have the Amunah in the Tefillah. If you're davening because I say, yeah, we daven. You have to daven also. That's one of the things you got to do. Tosinish kein tefillah. Tefillah has to be because my tefillah right now is going to be answered because right now I'm asking the Ebishna and he's going to listen to me because I asked him. These are, this is the or. This is the or. He saw the or. He saw the Metzius itself. He lived in the Metzius itself. He would talk about the, how low we are, the timtum alev that we have. I'll just finish off. I'll leave this because it's really late. The, 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 um, I just want to say a word to Santa, quick Maisa, that a, a Talmud, a friend of mine from Chicago, I'm a born and bred in Chicago, that's my Shaykh, with the Rav, even though I don't, I don't know the Rav from Chicago, but the, the, the Minkus family, remember, you know Yanki Minkus? Herbie Minkus? I don't remember. She was before the war, yeah. So the, the, he learned by him, and he came from a very balabatish, a simple family, and he was learning in the yeshiva, Mishkan Atoyer at the time, and, 
And he was a bocha that spent a year after high school there. And he's going to go to college. They got him to stay a second year. And then he told the mashkiach and the other, the other rabbi that I'm going to college. And the, the, they told him, you can't go to college. College is also, I could go to college. He said, I'm just going to go at night. Don't worry, I'm going to go at night. A couple hours a night, I'm going to learn during the day. Don't worry. Can't do it. <laughs> it's going to, what kind of learning is that? Can't do it. So he said, let's go ask Rav Moshe. I'm going to ask Rav Moshe. It's okay. Nice. If you ask Rav Moshe, see what he says. He goes into him 15 minutes before Shir, which is the worst time. And Rav Moshe stares at him. He tells me over the story. By the Shiva, I was there. He looks at him and he says, Yankee, what's this? What do you want? Mayish. So he says, I, I, I have to go to college. Because, uh, because uh, my parents insist that I go to college and I also want to make money. I want to make money. I, I want to have a, a college education. I, I want to go at night to college and uh, in Chicago, there's Northeastern University and I, I would like to go. And they're in Mashkir, they're, they're telling me not to, they're a they're telling me I can't go. So he looks at him and says, how old are you? He says, 19. He says, oh, you're young. You're young. Yankee, you're going to listen to what I'm telling you? He said, yes. I'll try. I'll try. Listen to me. He don't know what he's going to say. He said, I want you to do like this. You should go for one year and then come back a year and go another year. Like, go oh, over six years, we'll finish. You'll go the first year. You'll take the nights. You'll go to yeshiva. I'll try to get to yeshiva. I'll write him a whole letter to get him to tell the yeshiva. Tell the yeshiva wouldn't accept him. He had to go to Skokie because, because there's a policy. Whatever happened, another part of the story in itself. And you'll go at night. And then when you come back to yeshiva after the first year, after you get the first year, that'll be a kiddush Hashem. And then he adds to him an amazing sentence. And he says to him, all the Averis that you're going to do in college, you'll get a kapara when you come back to yeshiva the second year. So don't even worry about your Averis. Such a reassurance. So I felt like a million dollars. What does this mean? He went to college. He said, I went. He was a serious Bukhah. Moshe knew the Bukhah. He was a masmid, a Bukhah that learned. He went to Chicago. And during the day he learned. And he was so busy. He couldn't learn that well. He goes for the two hours at night. He said he came in there. The first day he walks into a big auditorium with 300 people. They're all 40 years old. And he's a young guy. Everyone's taking night classes. The professor comes in right away. says some little pet. He went, he said, he said, I was so nimus. what is this? And I saw how the Goyim are, and I was the guy that was the Jew with the yarmulke, and they used to, everyone got chikr over the weekend, and they'd say, give the test to the Jew, because he doesn't get chikr. He saw what's going on, he saw what he's busy with. He was so nimus. he said, it's such a, it's the worst time in my life. After the first semester in January, I called up Reb Moshe, I was so tzabrach, and I said, Rebbe, I want to come back to Yeshiva, forget about college. So he said to him, Yankee, we made a deal. How could you go? You can't come back, you have to go to college a whole year, and then come back. So he started, I started crying. I was crying. Like, what do you mean? I can't take it anymore. He said, well, what's with your father? And what's, what's, with getting, what's with making money? He says, forget about making money. I won't make money. And your father, I'll make, I'll, I'll deal with him. I don't know. I'll deal with him, but I want to come to issue. Oh, okay. You could come. He came in. He walked into the basement. He gave him such a hug. And he tells him, I own my life. I would have gone to college. And he, I would have listened to the chokhmah that he had. This is one story that thousands and thousands of them. Each one has volumes of stories of how he led them for 30, 40 years. Hold on to their hand. Gave them the eights that they, that they needed. Everyone, I think, with a perspective. Something doesn't make sense. How can you tell a book to go to college? It doesn't fit in the books. Nothing has to fit in the book. Everything is custom made. Because I see the or shabalev. Yehi zichre baruch.